0: Welcome to Dead House. It has been a minute, probably not for you because you're <laughs> probably listening to these uh, back to back soon after they've come out. But um, the idea was that we would record kind of like an episode or two in advance so we have one in the bank if someone was away or sick. And uh, I ended up going away to New <laughs> Zealand. Uh, Good timing. Yeah, not long after we recorded the first one. So. Uh, This is actually probably, what, three weeks between? Three three
1: weeks since last episode, yeah. Since
0: the last one. Um, If you're new to the podcast, my name is Dylan.
1: My name is Nathan.
0: And this is a pod where two friends talk about our shared love for horror films. Uh, We'll we'll give you a briefing on what this episode is going to be about. Um, The last one, the pilot, we kind of just spoke about what made us want to start the podcast, how we got into horror, um, some of our favorites, and... Of our childhood as well, we kind of yeah, disclosed it a, some. It was a
1: get to know us, bit personal of a, information, <laughs> a bit about how you're going. This uh, is kind of also a get to know, get to know us segment as well. It's. Uh,
0: I think we learned a lot about each other as well, <laughs> last time. Well, <up.
1: laughs> well, yeah, I learned a lot about spooky club. Yeah, sure. spooky club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and what are we doing today?
0: Anyway, so today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about. Our favorite horror films. I initially said that we would talk about our favorite five in the idea that we would rank them. Uh, Nathan ended up just listing five that he just considers his favorites. It's impossible
1: to rank your five favorite anything to start with, but then five favorite horror movies. I've I've created a list and there's five horror movies on it. It's not ranked. Because I like them for different reasons. Okay.
0: There comes a point, it's like we said in the last episode, there's a distinction between what (laughs) <laughs> what is good and just what is our oh, favourite yeah. because yes. of nostalgic value or you know because of the impact it had on us at a young age or something like that so I mean
1: looking at my list though they're all good I didn't pick any bad movies yeah okay I mean they're all, they're all well made
0: a, a lot of mine are like widely considered to be some of the best but there are a couple in there that are very questionable that I'm aware of but I just love them another thing is if you listen to the pilot we were speaking about uh, the definition of horror as a, as a film genre and sort of what could be classified as horror um, because we spoke about how uh, I had learned that it was a supernatural element that made horror, horror. But and then I disagreed with that. Yeah, because then if you've just got like a kid on the loose, there's not really anything supernatural about that. It's just someone mm-hmm. that's gone crazy. So then we thought, okay, well, maybe that's what a thriller is. Yet today we actually Googled it.
1: What does Dr. Google say?
0: The... Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) The trusted source that it is. Definition
0: of a horror film. Uh, So, horror is a film genre that seeks to elicit fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes.
1: And that disgust part, I think, is an interesting aspect. Because that's not something we considered. No. The movie's... Like I think you said it before, I spit on your grave or cannibal holocaust stuff. They're mm. horrifying in that they invoke a uh, disgust in you.
0: And, and I agree with that as well because fear is I think different to disgust in the sense that like you can watch something and the tension, you know, you'll be on the edge of your seat, your your heart rate will quicken, like you get a very sort of visceral response to watching it. Whereas disgust could be like, Oh, I just saw some guy's head get blown <laughs> off. Like it's it doesn't necessarily make you scared, it's just, it's just yeah like shock and awe kind of thing.
1: Yeah, just horrifying.
0: Yeah So I think that's what we're going to use When we go into this list When mm-hmm. we go into mm-hmm. our, our favourite five um, We're also going to do this Sort of like One at a time right We're going to go back and forth Yep You
1: me Or me you Whoever wants to go first <laughs> You can go first You me you me Okay uh, We've also gone about this Yeah different approaches So Dylan has Ranked them well, Are you going to go Favourite to least favourite Or least favourite to favourite <sighs>
0: What, well, my least favorite, favorite film? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, initially I was going to do like one through five, but I would sort of count them down. So I'd be like, all right, this is my fifth one, this is my fourth one kind of thing. So it's building up to like mm-hmm. my absolute favorite. <laughs> but I think you had the idea of presenting yours in the order you watched them, right? I am going to tell a story of my life. Yeah, okay. i
1: going one horror movie at a time.
0: See, I never considered that because some of them had like impacts on me at a young age and that's why like I learned to love them. Um, because okay, yeah. I was like, oh wow, that's a true horror film Because it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid <laughs> um, But also I can like remember where I first saw it What house I was living at, who I was with Okay, you remember more details
1: than me <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: well, should we get stuck into it? Let's jump
1: in What is what is your first one? I... And if it it's by M. Night Shyamalan This podcast is over <laughs> I'm just putting that right there at the start <laughs> Put that in the top,
0: I'll leave Alright should I just like throw out the order then? Because you you know, had a certain order. I feel like I should just throw out the order. Do and whatever just, makes you okay. happy. Well, you know what? Since you mentioned M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> oh, God. I'll give you the the first one in my top five uh, is Ugh. gonna be the M Night Shyamalan classic <laughs> signs so, okay. in two thousand and two. Um, <laughs> look, M Night Shyamalan gets a bad rap from a lot of people. Um, particularly in the film industry And he is like the master of a twist But I think it's gotten to a point where it's like Cliche and expected But
1: yep. Yeah, I mean he got, you know He became the king of twists for a reason Yeah, I feel like he Has a bit of a reputation For being very swingy He has some yeah. very, well, some people say Some very good movies and yeah. some very bad movies Yeah, And I think the bad movies Taint people's minds in a way That the good movies don't matter
0: anymore Look, I think he won a Razzie for Lady in the Water <laughs> Um, Yeah, I've
1: heard that's one of his worst films.
0: I haven't seen it, and I think plausible deniability, if I just don't watch it, then it's not going to taint my view of him as a director. His
1: worst film is the reason most people hate him. His avatar, The Last Airbender, he butchered it.
0: Yeah, so I I guess something that I really like about Shyamalan is, I think this was probably one of the first films. I saw this before The Sixth Sense, which came out in the 90s. Um, So this was, I think, my introduction to M. Night, and he's now... Um, you know, contrary to the rest of the world, one of my favourite directors. <laughs> and this film was actually written and directed by him, so he's sort of maintained that creative vision from the get-go. Which...
1: I, f- I feel like a lot of his films are, aren't they? Yeah, he yeah. The he
0: also has, like, cameos in his own films. Yeah. Which well. is, yeah. in this, I think he was, like, the neighbour that, that fled oh, and Isn't
1: that the one that hit his wife, spoiler, with the car? I'm pretty sure he's, I, th- I think so. Yeah, he he's the reason... Nah.
0: And that's why he felt awful and avoided yeah, yeah, yeah. him and everything, yeah. That's it, yeah. Which is interesting. Like, for th- for those of you who haven't seen Signs or heard of Signs, it's essentially... See, I don't even know if it could be classed as horror. Technically, it's kind of like a science What did the fiction... definition say?
1: It definitely has a disgust when I think yeah.
0: about it. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's considered science fiction horror. So, it, it, yeah. it, it's kind of a drama at its core because essentially it's... It's got aliens in it and there's suspense, there's jump scares and everything. But it's essentially just like a drama film about a struggling family with aliens in it. Yeah. Um, And the
1: main character is what, a father or a former father priest person? Yeah, you've
0: got Mel Gibson who plays the father and he's kind of like losing his faith. And Mm. um, after the death of his wife, he's kind of struggling with raising his family alone and has his brother Joaquin Phoenix um, living with him in... This farmhouse surrounded by cornfields, which are creepy anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, without putting aliens in them, for God's sake. It's
1: definitely a good setting for a horror movie.
0: Um, and I actually know uh, a lot of people around my age that, like, this film also just traumatized them as a kid. Because I remember distinctly the scene where Mel Gibson's character is, like, wheeling out that TV into the the lounge room for the kid to watch. Mm-hmm. And then in the reflection, the alien's, like, holding, um, holding the kid in his arms. And he sort of turns around.
1: I don't know. That. I thought you were going to say the scene where it's, like, they're watching the TV and it's one of the news footage and it's uh, like a children's birthday party. Yeah. And yeah. it's looking down an alleyway and then one of the aliens just casually... Vominox, smooth children. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard, I've kind of, kind of read a fan theory about that movie in that mm. it's not aliens, it's like demons and it's... Okay. Because it has a lot of religious undertones to the movie mm. and the aliens are actually demons coming from hell and that's why, I mean, spoilers, but that's why uh, they're like hurt by water.
0: Okay, okay. I never considered that, but I can see how I'm not that... saying
1: it's a good theory, I'm just saying it's one I've read.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can see how that, yeah, thematically I can see how that ties in. Yeah, that is... If you're an alien and you're a superior race, you've got the technology to fly between galaxies and you fly to a planet that has more water more than land. Well, what are <laughs> their options?
1: They could have gone to Mars, there's no water there, yeah.
0: but there's no people either. Um, but even just like You know the, the hand under the kitchen door Like the pantry door And he cuts the fingers Off the <laughs> yep, knife yep. Um, The bloody leg In the cornfield When he's out there With the flashlight oh, yeah. Drops it okay. Picks it off And the leg Twists off In Like that shit just Even think of it now It's just sending shivers down My spine
1: I've forgotten a lot About this movie apparently mm. I guess I should watch it again
0: One thing I love Is like the crux of the film, you know, they've boarded up the windows and the doors. The aliens have descended upon the house. They're trying to break in through the roof, the windows, whatever. And it's just a static shot of the family, you know, just huddled together in, in the foyer, just kind of like watching the shadows pass. And there's all these sounds going on. Like you hear them bump into the wind chimes. You hear that like weird click sound when they communicate. Yep, yep. All this is just leaving it up to your imagination. And I absolutely love that. Um, I know he's like... Heavily influenced by Hitchcock, and he was very big on suspense, obviously. So Mm. I think he sort of, you know, it may not be like as artful as other horror films out there, and it may not have, you know, as steadfast a plot as most, but just based on the impact that had on me as a (laughs) kid, like how traumatizing it was, and I grew up to learn to love it based on his like stylistic choices as a Mm -hmm. director um what what year did it come out 2002 2002
1: okay it was definitely tainted by scary movie 4 in my mind unfortunately the same thing as uh some other movies
0: Mm. but But anyway yeah yeah, that's that's my first one so there you go
1: i mean it's a good choice uh it's not personally my uh (laughs) in anywhere near my top but i respect your opinion thank you right mine i mean this is a kind of a brief one i guess because my very first one on the list is obviously the first one I remember seeing, which we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. Scream. Scream. The, the tattoo Classic. on my arm. Very nice. Yes. Very
0: nice. That was, that was one I was certain was going yeah, to be yeah, in yeah. your five. I feel
1: like any time, any sort of favorite horror movie list I've talked mm. about in the past 10 years or so, it's been on there consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that came out in 1996, obviously written by Kevin Williamson. Yep. Yep. Directed by the man himself, Wes Craven. Nice Um, Yeah, I've I've told the story about the first time I saw it Mm. And it scared the shit out of me And then going back and watching it Realising it's actually more of a comedy And it it just, it toes the line perfectly Between horror and comedy
0: Yeah, you go back when you're older And you've got like a more informed approach And you can definitely pick up on things about these films That, you know, when you're a kid It was like, oh wow, it was just This scene was scary and now it scarred me So it's always at the forefront of my memory But then you go back and you look at it like cinematically it's like wow this is actually really good
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's still you know some scary scenes on it anytime the ghost face comes out and he's stalking the yeah. like the the garage scene is i really like that one where mm. tate goes to, some, goes to get some beer and yeah she follows him and she's crawl trying to crawl through the the garage door oh, and oh that that's one of and the best then,
0: death scenes i think yeah, yeah <laughs> in any horror film
1: yeah or even the scene where where sydney's in the bathroom and it's just, slow, tense music, and then you just see in behind, like, the his feet come down from the stalls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good at... Uh, it's a good slow burn. It's, yeah. it's good at
0: building tension. See, I think we were talking about this um, when we saw Scream 6 recently, where something I love is um, when they're building up the tension in those scenes when Ghostface is, like, stalking the victim, mm. you hear, like, the squeak of the boots on polished yeah, floors. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like it's like the steady breathing of, like, Michael Myers behind the mask, Is that... Sort of aspect of it I just love that
1: Yeah, it's very very real Yeah, I think actually my favourite scene from that And still, it doesn't scare me it's Still, it, The first time I saw it It gave me a little twinge mm. Twinge in my stomach Was when Randy is watching the TV Yeah And, he, uh, and, he myself, and you see the ghost Turn face Slowly <laughs> coming behind him And that's that's such a good scene Just building the tension Building the tension Yeah And then it stops Because obviously he realised Ghostface realises Doesn't kill him. And then you're like, oh, wow, okay. The tension is gone. So then all of a sudden, oh, there's a 30-second delay in the feed. Mm. Dude opens the door. Gutted. Yeah, yeah. I I think that was really good. Hell yeah. Uh, Also, i got to mention, it's pretty much where my love of Matthew Lillard came from. I was waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) In that movie, he chews the scenery like it is no one's business. He's the final scenes in the kitchen. He's Bitten and he's yelling yeah. and he's just it's such he's a, enjoying himself so much it's such
0: a visceral performance from someone that <laughs> usually does like comedies yeah like
1: well, I mean the same man that did uh, Shaggy fucking Shaggy TV, so
0: he's just so good yeah yeah mad yeah. respect uh, my next one uh, probably even to this day uh, one of the scariest films or the most disturbing films I've ever seen The Exorcist okay yep I was waiting for it Yeah. uh Iconic, 1973 as well. So this is like not long after there would have been, you know, the introduction of color films as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they really made use of that blood and urine and pee and (laughs) ham soup and all those colorful effects. Um, Directed by William Friedkin Interestingly as well This was uh, The screenplay was adapted By William Peter Blatty Who also wrote the book So it was actually Yeah His his decision to turn it into a film Which I suppose You probably don't see very often Yeah
1: usually it's Against their will or
0: Yeah they're just on as a producer Or something
1: Or what happened I think with Jaws Is it gets turned into a movie and then they regret it because they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is not good. I don't like this. I like the book better."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens with Stephen King a lot. But oh, I guess yeah. like pretty much everything he writes is made into a film, with sequels, with <laughs> with remakes. <laughs> yep. Um But yeah, this film. Uh, I was young the first time I saw it. I can't remember how old, but it was just so. It's just so confronting. Like, even for the time, you, this is a film that's come out in the early 70s and they're dropping the C-bomb. You've got a young girl, you know, her head spinning around 360 degrees. Yelling
1: profanities at a priest. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, I believe. Yes,
0: stabbing herself, you, you know, where, with a crucifix. <laughs> like, it's, yep. it's visceral even by today's standards.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting... To watch it back in those days when you didn't see stuff like that. Yeah. Nowadays, it's it seems a little tame because mm. we're so desensitized to that. And I think that's the reason because I only watched it for the first time last year. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my partner watched it. And it was kind of built up by you. I as, know. I'm as sorry. one of the scariest movies <laughs> you've ever seen. So the whole time I was kind of sitting there waiting for it mm, to get it's scary. It's a slow burn. It is a slow band. It was very well made. The, mm. that's the Exorcist, like the soundtrack. Yeah. Incredible. One, yeah. Of, the, one of the best scores mm. ever, really. Um, and yeah, the performance by the, I don't even know who it was. Oh, but Linda Blair, the, the, Blair, the girl. Yeah, okay, there you go. By Linda yeah. Blair, the girl. That's really
0: good. Yeah, there's just so many like subtle elements of, as well in that film, like speaking in tongues and then, you know, they tape record it, play backwards <laughs> and it's in English. Yep. Um, you know the the help me being like scratched on the inside of her stomach, so yeah, it scars yeah. when the mother checks on her in the night, just like little things that like that are just so fucking creepy <laughs> and like a spider walking downstairs with blood running out of mouth like fuck me
1: i, I think to be fair that was in the director's cut yeah which wasn't the Yeah, because you I saw. didn't see that on netflix that did was you? the one scene i think i'd seen from it and mm. i was waiting for it and it never came up i was just yeah
0: you know how they had like just spewing forth this vomit with like mm. a hose you know on definitely the outside. gross when she's like levitating as well, I, I watched the um, behind the scenes DVD recently, the making of it, and they painted the wires, that it was wires that, that she was hanging by, mm-hmm. and they painted like inch long black dots, like up and down it. So it kind of blended in with the dark background. So okay. in like plain sight, they're filming this girl levitating off a bed with wires, but it just, that black apparently helped to blend in and you don't even Before see Before the them. days,
1: you could just have a green screen. And yeah, yeah, Hang something right. in front of it.
0: Yeah, so I just remember that film just scared the shit out of me, and it still gets under my skin. And I read the book as well uh, not too long ago, and like I was struggling to fall asleep (laughs) after I'd read a chapter. of That it's just it's just disturbing. Yeah,
1: I actually I've just remembered I didn't find it scary when I watched it, obviously, and I hadn't seen any of it except for that one spider crawl scene. Yeah, but I had seen her picture before. Mm.
0: In oh, I was using in, like... The Scary Maze and, game. And, yeah. I don't know if you've ever played that. Oh, yeah. But the, that... Ca- the car as well? Like, that video of the car driving through the countryside and then oh, yep. she comes up. <laughs> oh, that might not have been her. That might have been something else. Okay. Yeah, the Scary Maze game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that in school. Oh, yikes.
1: So, there you go. The extras <laughs> did scare me through the Scary Maze game. Yeah. All
0: right. What, what's your next one?
1: Well, the next one... Obviously, it wasn't the next horror movie I saw, but the next one, I think I watched this... After I had got into horror and mm. started dabbling my toes so in. So, this is
0: when you were seeking out horror films. This is
1: when I was starting to seek them out. I wasn't so much scared by them anymore. Okay. But I was definitely intrigued. And that's Final Destination.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yes.
1: So, it came out in the year 2000. Yeah. I yeah. Written by James Wong and Glenn Morgan. Nice. Also directed by James Wong.
0: Yeah. Who... Just double checking, are you saying Wong or One? Wong. So this isn't the Saw guy. This, this is, is definitely okay. not the Saw guy. <laughs> I was gonna no. say shit. I didn't know that.
1: This is the Dragon Ball Evolution guy. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I think I. Yeah, I love the whole franchise of Final Nation, and I think mm. I saw the third one first. Okay, so that's one of the ones I, you know, was seeking out home movies, and this happened to be a DVD that my mother had. Mm. I watched the third one, loved it. Got scared by it, yeah, and then sort of went and found mm. the rest of the series. I don't think the fifth one had come out by then, surely. No, I think that or even came out even the fourth in, one. Like, I think it was school. just the first three were out by then. Yeah, so I went back, watched the first, watched the second, watched the third, mm. and immediately the first one, I was like, well, okay. "This is this
0: is good." Yeah, it's it's original. It's an original concept.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's so effective in that it makes everyday situations mm. turn horrifying. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just having a shower. Well, I examine it. You're in a bathroom and mm. then all of a sudden. A yeah. Like so, so many a, things could go wrong. A freak chain of events happens. And all of a sudden you're getting choked out by your shower. Curtain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah.
0: it's that's actually a very, very good point. Like, I remember watching... I think second one might have been the first one I saw, and that's probably my favourite. Like, mm-hmm. that was the, the highway pile-up. Yep, yep. Um, and that scene where, like, the airbag goes off and her head... Like, oh, she survives yeah, the car yeah, crash, yeah. but then she gets impaled on the pipe that went through the rear window.
1: Well, the second movie, I think my favourite kill of that is the elevator because that just makes mm-hmm. elevators terrifying. Getting I mean, they're already
0: terrifying, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think, though, all of those movies have... Like the fear comes mm. from your own imagination. Yeah, that's right. I remember right. for a long time after I watched those movies, mm. I'd just be outside doing something, maybe some yard work, and it'd just it'd find its way into the back of my mind. Yeah. What if what if I I tripped on this thing and then it hit this other thing and then something came flying down and impaled mm. me or something.
0: Was was Final Destination one the airplane crash? Yes. Yeah.
1: The airplane crash. Yeah. I don't know the difference between aeroplane <laughs> and airplane. See see that um,
0: that um I think what I really like about that saga like the first three I, I'll say are, are the really good ones yep. um, is like they're red herrings like they yeah, yeah. in a scene where someone's about to die and you know someone's about to die but they'll like you know show maybe a ceiling fan that's rattling loose and it's like oh is that going to come down and decapitate them or it'll show you know like water on a floor like oh they're going to slip and break their neck on something Yeah. like it, they show all these potential things go wrong but whatever actually ends up killing the character is something different
1: yeah it's a master intention building mm. it up and the red herrings and then someone actually hits you it's like well I didn't see that coming yeah. even though I was on guard the whole time
0: yeah yeah cool yeah. see I, I knew you always liked those films I, yeah I wasn't expecting that to be in yeah. your, your top yeah. five
1: one that yeah made me scared and I love mm. it so yeah nice also cool an, concept also Good got an writing. appearance by Tony Todd who was Candyman
0: oh nice yeah, very yeah. nice um, okay my next one let's go with I'm going to go with, it's a classic, it's one of my all-time favourite films, full stop, Uh, Alien.
1: Alien, okay Alien, yeah, 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 yeah. 1979,
0: Ridley Scott I know you're probably going to say, is that horror? No, but-
1: I, I think that's horror I forgot those existed And the okay. last night <laughs> I was talking to my partner about it And she, I think she mentioned Aliens mm. well, She said Aliens, okay, which is less of a horror Yeah, see but- Aliens
0: is kind of like a science fiction action
1: Yeah, but the first one, definitely horror, yeah. I'd say yeah. The suspense I, I completely forgot about it
0: yeah, like, it, I just love, I love, love, love that film. Everything from, like, the way it was written, the the sets, like, the set design, mm-hmm. um, the xenomorph yeah. costume, like, the bodysuit. Back when, like, you know, this is back when practical effects were still uh, at the forefront of horror films and... Interestingly, too, uh, Ridley Scott didn't write it. I'm pretty sure it was written by Dan O'Bannon, who I think made like a... It was like a comic or a book or a graphic novel, I think, called Dark Star, which eventually became a film. I think he collaborated with um, John Carpenter to make. All right. Um, But that was more of like a sci-fi comedy. And yeah, they they adapted it into this film. But Ridley Scott uh, did the storyboard. So he sort of had that, even though he didn't, you know, write the script, he had that vision of what, you know, the Nostromo would look like and the interior design of the ship and what the alien would look like Um, from the get go. um, Obviously, HR Giga designed the suit Mm -hmm. of the alien and the derelict spaceship that they find, um, you know, when John Hurt gets the... Face hugger and imp- impregnates him with yep. the the alien egg
1: Was that all Stan Winston as well? Did they do yeah. all the effects there?
0: Yeah So like a lot of um, What do you call that? Like the the mechanics um, Yeah I can't remember what it's called Yeah, no idea Anyway <laughs> uh, The mechanical effects we'll call it Yeah But yeah, so HR Giga had this idea To like make the xenomorph um, You know, the alien have this kind of like Biomechanical look Like mm. it looks like there's, you know Gears and cogs and pipes in its body um, you know, it can it can swim, it can climb. It's it's I mean, agile. It suits
1: this like space setting inside of like a futuristic yeah. spaceship.
0: Yeah, and I don't quote me on this. I don't know how accurate <laughs> this is, but I'm pretty sure once the sets were made and the suit was, uh, you know, being worn, I'm fairly certain the first time that all the actors in the film. Saw the sets and saw the alien was when they were shooting. Oh, nice. Because, That's always good. Yeah, really, Scott wanted to kind of drop them into the scene. Um, so when they're being chased by this fucking seven foot guy in an alien suit in a claustrophobic space where they don't know where left or right takes them, it's genuine fear yeah. on well, film.
1: That tracks because I've read that the scene with the, the face hugger coming out of John Hurt, none of the actors knew what was going to happen. Yeah, they, yeah, I think in the script, it just said something happens and everyone was like, all right, something happens. They were mm. ready for something to happen. And then all of a sudden, John hurts writhing on a table, and then it busts out. And yeah, that'd be shocking. Terrifying. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, um, just Sigourney Weaver—an interesting choice, I guess. But the female lead in these kind of classic horror films, um, like this, is one of the best and one of the most timeless, I think. But mm. like you were saying before, um, Aliens, yeah, very different film. Um, but Alien is just—it's it's like a master of suspense. It's, you don't even see the alien till like halfway through the film. Yeah. You know, you get the little, you get the face hugger, you get the little chest burster at the table. Um, you get the shitted skin, all that kind of thing. But yeah, you don't even, you don't even the really see the approach. full body.
1: The, the less you see it, the scarier it is. Just yeah. u- using that imagination against you. Exactly, again.
0: exactly. And yeah, even like just the score, the pacing of that film, the acting, like I just, it's just so unique and, um, Yeah, just it's it's still scary. It's it's terrifying. Speaking
1: of like good jump scares, that movie has another one of the best ones when they're in like the tunnels and then yeah, kind of looks cheesy when you look at it, but when the alien like jumps out, the alien, yeah, that's really good.
0: It's like right there beside you, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good at setting up the atmosphere, Mm. pun intended, of uh, yeah, of the whole movie.
0: Fear of the unknown, man. It's the easiest way to scare people, and when you're in space, which is like. (laughs) Supremely unpredictable, and there's a fucking Isolated alien on board. Isolated as well. Like, there's no, there's no one to help you. Yeah, in space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my next one.
1: All right, you're up. My next one. Uh, another another movie that I saw, as I was dipping my toes into the the horror genre. You know, coming back to see what was out there, see what might scare me. Yeah. This one is a sequel. Mm-hmm. To, a, to a very famous movie. Not widely regarded as the best, but it was the first one I saw. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes. I was hoping you'd pick that. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. I saw... I don't even know why I started with the third one. Is that was, Dream, Dream Warriors? Yeah, Dream Warriors. Yeah. It's the, it's a group of, like, sort of teenage children, troubled, troubled teens, in, like, a psychiatric hospital. Because mm. they're having nightmares and they can't sleep. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, I saw it. Are they Are they... Uh, I've only seen it the once. Are they there because Freddie has played them, or they just have like general sleep it's, disorders it's, and? I, be- I believe
1: the it's it's a psychiatric hospital, and they're there, and then that's where he comes. From. Yeah, it's not like they're
0: there because of him, right? E- yeah. Except for the they're, main, they're not victims of him yet.
1: No, except for the main chick, who is actually played mm. by Patricia Arquette, who is David Arquette's. <laughs> That's funny. Sister, David Arquette being Dewey and Scream. Yeah. So I, I only found time. I only find out, found out that today, which I thought was funny. But yeah, cool. she, she's the only one there because of him. She's, okay. she's sent there after, you know, he plagues mm. her dreams and his, her mother thinks she's committing suicide and stuff like that. So you just yeah. send her off to get some help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even after going back and rewatching,
0: Because we watched that recently at the old place yeah, well, when we lived together.
1: I... I think, I, I, yeah, I was rewatching all of them to show them to my partner. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, even after watching all of them, I still just love the third one the mm. most. It's just... Yeah. It's, it, his dialogue as well,
0: like, his fucking heart. It's, harsh. it's <laughs> sort of
1: the first movie where he starts to go from just pure, you know, slasher, supernatural slasher guy mm. to, like, sort of a, a bit of a character. Like, he starts coming out with the one-liners yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. It starts to get a bit campy, which some mm. people don't like, but, you know, I like it. Um, it's got one of the best kill we, sequences in any say, of those movies. We've got to
0: talk about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: what if we're talking about different scenes?
0: Oh, it's got to be the scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the scene where there's a chronic sleepwalker mm. in the movie and Freddy gets to him while he's sleepwalking and beautifully done with practical effects. His yeah. veins get like ripped out of his skin. It's, it's like roots, isn't it? Yeah, it's like roots get ripped out of your skin and Freddy's above him. As like a marionette mm. Controlling him Sleepwalking So cool And he just looks Yeah so good yeah. Sleepwalks him up to the top of the building And then Pushes like him a,
0: off Is it like a bell tower or something Or Oh no that's a That's later in the same film Isn't it Yeah The chicken and bell tower It's just like top of the hospital Or something isn't it yeah, Just just a big old Big old tower Yeah window. and there's Freddy in the clouds I think Yeah memory. Yeah Yeah so good
1: It's uh, that That's a weird franchise Because every movie Just gets weirder And weirder mm. It always breaks its own rules
0: What, what year was that Did you say
1: Oh, let me pull this up. 1987. 87.
0: So okay. It's still, still a bit early. Way yeah. before we were born. I was gonna say that's that scene is probably I think one of the another one of the best like horror deaths ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Most creative. Yeah, that was written by obviously Wes Craven and Bruce Wagner, who I'd never even heard of. Okay. Can't but say I've heard of him. Directed by Chuck Russell, who oddly enough also directed The Mask, The Scorpion King, and the 1988 version of The Blob. yeah (laughs) so a bit of a bit of a repertoire for that guy
0: interesting interesting okay
1: um yeah and uh one one of my favorite yeah sort of final girls my favorite being neve campbell from scream yeah is like heather legen camp as nancy like Mm. in the first movie she's great as like the the scared teenager getting sort of tormented by freddie yeah but then she comes back in this as like an older wiser character who's been through it all and she's like a Mm. mentor to, that's right to the new cast
0: yeah it's just great. yeah yeah that is a is a good film mm. um is that the one where welcome to Primetime time bitch and he <laughs> slams your yep. face in the tv like i said it's when he starts yeah. to get
1: those one-liners out yeah
0: great scene yeah. um hell yeah um sweet so as you know i'm a big fan of like the gritty kind of 70s horrors like the, the widely respected kind of ones that Use practical effects and were very original. Um, Let's take a turn from that for a bit. (laughs) Okay, my next one. I was
1: starting to think of, all right, what's it going to be? No, taking a turn?
0: (laughs) My next one, um, I wanted to put something more contemporary in there because we often look at the golden era of horror when every idea was original, like it was the birth of a lot of franchises, but there's been so many good films in like the last 10 years that, you know, uh, are often... Um, forgotten about or overlooked because it might be you know a premise that's done before but it's just you know we've got newer technology we've got different actors now and they kind of they've got now all these iconic horror films to draw from, so they can like take a page out of all these books to create their own chapter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one that I saw recently that blew me away um, was A Quiet Place in t- oh, twenty eighteen.
1: Okay, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, um, directed by John Krasinski. We, <laughs> of course, when that got out and that he was um, he was making a horror film, like it was very odd. It was yeah. Well, very divisive. we were
1: talking before for some reason. People who are good at comedy happen to be good at horror.
0: I think just comedy actors as well, because they're just so like zany and out there and wild. Like, if they're playing.
1: They just. It's probably just have such energy. I think so. They're used to being so energetic and comedic that they just put a little twist on it Mm. and then all of a sudden it's great.
0: Even like Jim Carrey as the cable guy (laughs) (laughs) was was creepy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, A Quiet Place. Um, I. I was intrigued by the trailer, um, watching it as well. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's like 50% no dialogue. Mm. It's uh, so like the premise of the film is that, um, you know, aliens have crash landed in parts of America. I can't remember if it's worldwide. I presume it would be or else there'd be help. Um, and this family is surviving alone in their home but the aliens are still sort of around in the area. So they're trying to be super quiet by, you know, draping felt over everything, using candlelights, not making loud noises. Interestingly as well, like it stars John Krasinski. Um, so he was behind and in front of the camera, which would have been tricky. Um, and Emily Blunt and they're married in real life. They are, yeah. So it was a...
1: It's always good to see on on screen. Mm. Like even David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Even when yeah, things, yeah. I think they were together for screen. Like they met on screen one were together on Scream 2. Yeah. And then I think they divorced, maybe (laughs) Scream 3 or Scream 4. Or something like that mm. So that'd be interesting In and of itself
0: Yeah it was just interesting Because it was such like An organic performance um, Because of that mm. I think Like the chemistry Between the two Just um, Especially in a movie through. Where they can't be Talking that
1: often So a lot of their Acting is Body, language. Through body language And sure. just the way They're looking
0: Yeah and it was Just so refreshing um, Like there were so many uh, Like standout films And like Well like breakout films By directors And yep. this was Krasinski's um, You know Debut as a director And Similar to Signs, it's kind of like it's got aliens in it, but it's not about aliens. Like it's about this family, this you know grieving family, um, trying to survive in like a dystopian world, I guess. And um, yeah, the aliens just you know heighten the stakes. And uh, you've seen a quiet place, haven't you? I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would even argue um, that the sequel is as good, if not better, in some ways but I put a quiet place in my top five because that was like the, you know, your introduction to this world and to these characters. Um, and having, you know, uh, the daughter as as deaf as well in, in a world where you have to be silent. Yep. Um, and
1: I think the actor was actually deaf as well. She right? is, yeah. yeah.
0: Millicent something or other. Um, yeah, which is interesting because, you know, you, you are used to the silence, but you don't know how loud you're being. And also, obviously, you don't know if something's creeping up behind you or if you've just had a gunshot go off next door, like those kind of yeah. things. Um, it's just a very unpredictable film, brilliantly executed, really good acting. And yeah, to, to a degree, quite a, quite an original concept that just really resonated with me.
1: Yeah, so three out of five of your movies are aliens? Cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah weird, right? Like I, I don't even consider myself much of a sci-fi fan. Like I would never sit down and seek out a sci-fi, but um, you throw in some family drama and some jump scares and I'm there. Yeah, you just,
1: so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, my next one, mm-hmm. what are we up to? Is this the fourth? This is one back force folding to my adult years. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, pretty, pretty well versed in the horror genre by now. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was maybe 19, maybe 20 when I watched this one. It's The Descent.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, which okay. Came out,
1: came out in 2005. Yeah. Written and directed by Neil Marshall mm. and starring an all woman cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. I don't know. What I'm yeah. say about it. Who
0: did who, you say directed that? Sorry.
1: Oh, Neil Marshall. Neil I think. Marshall. I can't say I've heard that name before. Yeah, neither have I. I have no idea what else he's done. Hmm. Um, and even the actors in it—the actors, Shauna McDonald as the main chick, and Alex Reed as sort of the secondary main chick—never yeah. heard of him Never, never seen him them. in anything yeah. else.
0: Interesting. But I don't, have you seen that? I've seen it once And I don't remember A whole lot of it But I often see it When I'm reading Other people's mm. lists Of like their highest Ranked horror films That's always like In the like top 20 But yeah. I don't remember A lot about it at all Yeah
1: well So the premise is It's uh, the, ma- the main character uh, Sean McDonald's character mm. uh, The very start of the movie Loses her husband And her I want to say Daughter yeah. Child Yeah. Uh, so right from the get go It's just grief Dread mm. It's just right from the start Hits you in the feels And then sort of I think it might be A year later Or something like that Yeah As sort of a Not a way to get over it But sort of like To start living again And having fun Yeah She goes on like a, A trip with her like group of friends To, to go cave
0: okay. spelunking That's
1: right Yeah yeah. And then while they're spelunking They get trapped down there And then and There's all these critters start They come are all these them. critters <laughs> That start coming out of the Out of the darkness Yeah And that's what I was talking about With my favorite jump scare In any horror movie Oh okay I won't say when it is For people who haven't seen it But mm. there's a moment In the movie where It's a jump scare And it's a critter And it's genuinely just scary. Is it
0: kind of like the alien one where they're in the vents and they turn around and there it is in your face?
1: Sorta, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: I mean that see that the in that film, having a horror film set in a already confined space It's so claustrophobic. In the dark. Yeah. And then you add creatures in there, like Yeah, watching I'm it out.
1: watching it, you it's so claustrophobic. It's so scary. Yeah, you feel so like you're in there with them. And yeah. I think the way they lit it when they were making the movie was only with, like, the lights that they would have had. So there's ah, no, like, external light to make it look fake or anything. So yeah. it, it looks like it's really down there in the caves mm. and you feel like you're down there with them. And then going out of the movie, I was yeah, you just left with this sense of dread of, yeah. oh, what did I just watch? It's, it's probably the movie that I've seen that's left me with an, an impacted feeling like that hmm.
0: the most. Yeah, interesting. That is not one that I expected to even be, like, in your top ten. Yeah, because... So.
1: Wh- when it comes to horror, not many movies are scary these days because we're yeah. a bit obviously desensitized to it. But that's a movie that genuinely gives mm. you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I like, think
0: I think you're right. Like dread is probably the best mm. word. The, the first word that comes to, to mind, yeah, when you're when you're thinking of. And I mean, that a, a big thing
1: about today's sort of past five, ten years movies, a lot of them have like these undertones of grief and mm. like overcoming grief and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bit, it has been a bit overdone these days, but back in you know when i say 2005 yeah. it was pretty fresh it, yeah. it's about her grief and overcoming it and i think there's a line in the movie of like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you has already happened so what are you scared of mm. it's like oh yeah if you lose two loved ones you're Nothing worse is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't it.
0: go. What was it spelunking? Cave spelunking. Uh, Something I would never with a group do. of friends that you don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I did not see that coming, but I I have heard you mention it and and we it's come up in conversation in the past. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know it impacted you that much. No, I'll have to yeah. give it a rewatch. Oh, I would recommend. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Is there any streaming services? Are we plugging this film? <laughs>
1: Fifteen years later. I think it might be on stand. It's a. Uh, it, the, the the cover for it is very famous. It's the oh, like same the one that, the Silence of the Lambs uses. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the the famous artist that has like five or six women yeah. in like, yeah, the shape of a skull.
0: Yeah, nice. So keep an eye out for that.
1: They also made a sequel to it, which I've not seen, mm. but apparently I've heard I should not.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> apart from like you said before, Dream Warriors, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I could not name many sequels that I thought were... As good as the first That's going to be A whole episode Of We're going to have to Of sequels Because I
1: think If you look deep enough There are some really good Mm. Horror movie sequels out there Even remakes
0: Yeah There's traits From like sequels That I think are really cool Like certain scenes Or Like back to a quiet place Like when I said The sequel is You know As good as the first Um There's uh, the scene in the first one where she's, you know, running down the stairs in a rush and then steps on the nail. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and she's got to try and not scream, (laughs) lift her foot off this rusty nail in a basement and continue hiding from the alien. Yeah. Also has to give birth silently (laughs) in that house later on, mind you. But, yeah, they they sort of take an inspiration of that scene in the sequel, but, like, amplify it even more. So it's even more, like, cringe in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Well my last one uh, my number one and I'm sure you can see it coming <laughs> I've got it on my skin Ooh,
1: it's the raven <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Halloween the 1978 original by John carpenter the man himself yep um I do not remember when I first saw this film I know I was young like I, I might have been a teenager but if I had it would have been like you know 12 13 14 um i had seen scenes from it before and had seen it referenced in other films but we might have even watched a bit of in film and tv at school i think i don't know i remember that at all (laughs) um but yeah it was i remember we had an all-nighter one halloween recently and it is dated in like some of the (laughs) aspects but uh it's just so creepy and i love that it's so timeless and it's just a guy with a knife yeah it's just a guy stalking People killing them with a kitchen knife, um, and you know, as a titular character, Michael Myers has survived enough to have you know a requel trilogy like just this year, just gone. Yeah. So it's, I
1: mean, after already having decades of like yeah. seven sequels or something like that,
0: yeah, and different iterations as well. Like, you had the um, Rob Zombie, yep well that was Uh, that was the first one I saw
1: I saw the Rob Zombie one which I thought was okay Mm. and I didn't see the original until that night when you you showed it to me
0: yeah and I like there's some bits that make you laugh out loud like the original Friday 13th where it's just the effects or the acting is just cringe by today's standards but um, yeah like John John Carpenter also did the score for that film you know the iconic the piano melody and I've got the the score the original score on, on vinyl I love it that much and um it's something I love about John Carpenter films. Like even if you look at the thing or Prince of Darkness, the fog, things like that is he really slows things down. So like he builds tension, um, you know, with scores or with, Shadows and things like that, but also, you know, like it's not this rhythmic editing. Like he'll he'll have a static shot that'll be a slow pan so you can look around the whole neighborhood, the whole house. And it really sort of transports you to kind of where the character is. It does. I, I mean, think that's what I love most about this one.
1: Yeah, the scene that sticks out to me the most is when she just looks out the window and Michael's standing there. Mm. I, I like that one. Yeah, in the sheets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they parody in scary movie. Oh, that That movie's (laughs)
1: ruined too many
0: horror movies. Um, Yeah. And like, even just the iconic ending, uh, it's not really a spoiler anymore because it's what, 40 something (laughs) years old. But, you know, the the end when uh, they they fire at him and he's out the window and then, you know, they run to the window to look and the body's gone kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, And then you just get like that music picking up again. Uh, Just gives me chills thinking about it in a good way. And... um, breathing like the there's shots where you're looking through the eye holes of the mask and it literally puts you in you know the killer's shoes um and then the fact that he could have just been shot or stabbed or he's just brutally murdered someone and he's just got this calm steady breath like (laughs) under the mask like this does not phase him at all um it's just creepy
1: do you prefer not knowing any of his motives like they had in the first one or In the Rob Zombie one, where they try to go back and and give him sort of a backstory as to why he became like vengeance and everything.
0: Um, The Rob Zombie ones, I guess, are worth watching to see Halloween done with like modern technology, modern effects, a bit more kind of uh, more liberal dialogue, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's like that contemporary take, like it was too graphic and and kind of, yeah, steered away from the original narrative Mm. for my liking. Like the 2018. Requel, I'll call it, yeah. where it was set like forty years after the original. So you don't even need to watch any of the sequels to watch that one and still get it. Yeah, um, I thought that was great. the The twenty eighteen Halloween, I thought was great. But yeah, the original, I like the fact that he is like evil embodied. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what Loomis says, like the professor, like he's just it's a kid that just has grown up soulless and is just killing because he can.
1: Because that's what he was meant to do. He, he was- Born, yeah. born crazy or born evil, or he's just evil.
0: And I guess, like I was saying before, about how it's just like a regular guy just with a knife killing people, and how that simplicity, I think, is just so scary because it could happen. But also, um, I love how scary it can be without all the fancy effects or the crazy deaths and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But I know in the new trilogy um, by David Gordon Green, where they kind of. Lean into the idea that the more he kills He kind of like transcends into this higher being And it gives him like this immortal power kind of thing Like it's I, interesting I, to go that route
1: I wasn't completely on board with that I think I prefer him as just a man Yeah uh, whether, Yeah be it a man that can take a beating Yeah But not a man that can just get shot in the head and, Yeah And stabbed 17 times and then get up right. like It's no one's business
0: Because I mean by this point in the saga He's been stabbed, shot, beaten, run over <laughs> All this kind of shit um, he's had his fucking fingers blown off by a shotgun, like, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. still kicking. So it's it's um it it's getting unbelievable. So I think they needed that spin to kind of have you be a bit more accepting.
1: Yeah, I think of the sort of iconic horror icons, like, so you got Michael Myers, I'd even say Ghostface, yep. Freddy Krueger, and Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I'd say Michael Myers is the most sort of menacing. Like yeah. he's, just, he's built like a brick shithouse
0: like, Yeah, so, like seven foot
1: Yeah, you can't take him in a fight If he's coming after you
0: slowly Because he never runs He just he can't even stalks even you stalks Yeah, you. which is also like that impending doom yeah. It's just so, so good Even
1: when he catches you You can try and fight him off But he's just so big that it won't matter Yeah Whereas someone like, you know, the ghost face You can fight him off mm. You can try to sort of duck and That's weave right and it, A lot of the screen movies Under the ghost face It's a girl mm. or like a teenage boy or something but Michael Myers is a giant dude who it's wants just, to stab you. It's just
0: this killing machine that kind of lurks in the background. And like you said, he never runs. Yeah. But you'll look, you know, they'll go into the, the fridge and come back and he's gone. Like, things like that. It's like... Um, also, it was Jamie Lee Curtis's debut film.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah,
0: that was her first, first film. And here she is, 40 years later, still playing Laurie Strode. Yeah, still yeah. getting all the roles. Yeah. All right. What is next... <laughs> And last on your list.
1: I'm excited about this one.
0: I'm excited. I'm trying to give me a second. I want to <laughs> think. So we've had Scream, We've had nightmare three. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. All right, I've got an idea. Okay. Of what it's going to be. What's your idea? I, I've got two. I've got two ideas. One's old. <laughs> one's new. So let, let's see which one you choose. And I'll tell you what, what I was thinking. So
1: this one is the newest made on my list. Okay. It's also the most recent I've seen on the list, obviously. Okay. Uh, it's a very divisive movie. Mm. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people like it. I recommended this to my father.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Because he said he liked <laughs> weird movies yeah. and
1: he was not pleased. <laughs> it is my, weird. Him and my sister watched it and... It's a weird movie I'll mm-hmm. give it that mm-hmm. It's The Lighthouse Interesting but Okay It was made It was made in 2019 Yeah Written by Robert and Max Eggers Two brothers Yeah And yeah. directed by Robert Eggers Who obviously Has yeah. done The Witch The, the and... and The yeah. Northman And stuff like that And cool. starring Willem
0: Dafoe And Robert Pattinson See I knew That was like One of your new favourite films But I was like, oh, he wouldn't put it in there because he wouldn't deem it horror. But see, if we go by that that Wikipedia definition, <laughs> that it could be fear or disgust, I I reckon that should be in there. I think it's definitely horror. I mean,
1: yeah. I don't want to spoil anything in the movie, even though it's so weird, you probably still won't know what's going on. It's also it's, in black and white. We should. It's, add. it's completely in black and white, which is good because I've seen behind the scenes footage of like, it just looks like of like Mario. the costume <laughs> and they're <in> the <laughs> like pink pink overalls and shit. Um, but yeah, it's. It's sort of... Co- it's a half cosmic horror, like sort of insane horror. It's, yeah. I'm um, an absolute sucker for a story where the main character is just a sort of a normal person mm. and then slowly descends into like madness. Yeah. Like, the Shining is good for that where it's yeah. just a regular guy who slowly goes mad and insane. And it's the same in this where it's just uh, Robert Pattinson's character, mm. Ephraim Winslow, uh, seems pretty normal at the start, a bit shy, a bit quiet. Yeah. And then... You know, you go through the movie and mm. it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There, is.
0: there really is no other word for it.
1: I, I need to rewatch it again because it's just, I still don't even fully understand everything that happened in the movie because mm. the way it's shot and the way it's sort of made, you don't know what's real. You see things yeah. from his point of view. Yeah, yeah. And so you, since you're seeing it from his point of view, something will happen, but then someone will say something that contradicts it. And so you're yeah. like, well, what happened? We saw it happen but only mm. from his eyes. So did it really happen? Yeah. Or is he going
0: crazy? It's really well done. When we watched that, was that your first time seeing it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. our reactions are like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, also, it's it's interesting that you mentioned like, yes, you think it's definitely horror. I am mean, yeah, the more I think about it, like the main premise of that film is isolation. Like the reason yes. they're all kind of descending into madness is because they're so remote. And isolation <laughs> is like one of the most conventional tropes of horror. In general, yeah. So, so. For,
1: for those who haven't seen it yet, uh, the the plot of the story is just two characters. So Robert Pattinson's Ephraim Winslow and mm. uh, Willem Dafoe's Thomas Wake. They're wikis, so they're lighthouse keepers, mm. and they they're just going for a stint to look after a lighthouse. Thomas Wake is the sort of elder wiki, so he's yeah he's, he's in charge, like the experienced and, guy. Yeah, and he uh, sort of takes charge of Robert Pattinson's character. And doesn't let him up into the lighthouse tower. Mm. Uh, and this drives, you know, Rob Panson's character mad. Like, yeah. why can't I go up there? He sees some things that Willem Dafoe is doing up there that only want to make him go up there more, make him curious. And it yeah. starts getting under his skin. And it's two guys that are forced together in like a small space. So obviously they're getting on each other's nerves. Yeah, yeah. And it chucks some... Alcohol and turpentine into the mix, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and you know they start to really grind on each other.
0: Some of the dialogue too, I I would love to read into how much of it was scripted because some of the dialogue is just it's so natural, but it's like hilarious, yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, the the, the there's a a speech in the in the movie, uh, sort of a what do they call that? One one person Like a, oh, like a monologue a Monologue There we go yeah. I was about to say soliloquy That's great. Um There's a monologue By uh, Willem Dafoe's character mm. It's so long And he says it With such gusto like, yeah. It's incredible yeah. It's the best monologue I've ever seen Yeah He must have rehearsed that like, Oh my god time. Yeah Because <laughs> he's playing This like old Sea-weathered captain With this bushy beard Who speaks in like The old mm. you know pirate, got an accent Old yeah. pirate sort of You know tongue And he just Spits out this monologue That's so long And so Emphatic yeah, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Also, you know what uh, scene always comes to the forefront of my mind when I think of that is when um, Rob Pattinson's character is just he just grabs a seagull by the neck <laughs> and he just beats it to death. Yeah, yeah. That is, and it's just like a single static shot as well, and you're just what just like when is he going to stop? This scene is going on, yeah. and, on and
1: on. A lot of pent up aggression. Yeah, in, in that seagull beating, which kind of, <laughs> which, which kind of kicks off the rest of the movie really. Yeah, I don't know a lot of the meanings behind it, but because it's it's weird. But a lot of it's uh, to do with sort of ancient Greek mythology and stuff like that. And yeah, there's like merpeople, proto and Neos and, and whatever things. those people are. Mm. Yeah, there's a mermaid which may or may not be real. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's... Um, it's visually stunning. Like there's a there's a scene where there's sort of a naked <laughs> Willem Dafoe, mm. so yeah, black and white, naked Willem Dafoe, sort of. Standing over A crouching Robert Pattinson I think holding him Looking into his eyes Yeah And it just looks so good I think it's based on An actual painting That exists But And then Towards the end Yeah it starts to get a bit Sort of a cosmic horror Sort of a Lovecraftian Mm. You know Thing
0: I definitely got an H.P. Lovecraft vibe From that film Yeah 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 And then
1: One of the last scenes Is just Robert Pattinson Cackling, laughing, just mad. Yeah, absolutely just maniacally insane. laughing. And it, all the sound is distorted and it's just, yeah. yeah he's see,
0: doing, see he's talking about like going insane and yeah, relying heavily on sound, it, it does remind me a lot of The Shining, which I actually watched last night. That's, that's, <laughs> that one, of, was... that's one of the films I was like, man, do I put this in there? Because I wanted a Stephen King film in there because my parents are huge Stephen King fans. Like I'm looking at a bookcase in the house right now. It's pretty much just full of Stephen King. You know, and the, he's had some great adaptations. But while that film has like some great shots in it, um, as a whole, I just I just couldn't I just couldn't put it before the five that I mentioned. So, all right. So, what what did you learn from your list? Like like did you learn something about yourself? Did you notice anything, any similarities or differences?
1: It's, I don't know. It's all because it's pretty varied. I've got I've got an old. I've got a new. I've got a sort of mid mid range. I've got supernatural. I've got just a killer mm. in Scream. I've got an absolute
0: weird one. Yeah. So you had like the Lighthouse, which is it's art house. It's very art house, and you've I'm not usually
1: an art house guy. But you've I got
0: Scream, it. which has comedic elements to it, much like Nightmare on Elm Street, because yep. it's the same director. Yeah. Like yours was quite varied. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, I also watched a movie last night to yeah. to sort of figure out if
0: it was if it oh, was in there. What didn't make the cut? The Fly. Oh, okay. As much as I love Go- or Goblin. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah see, Goblin. I've seen the Vincent Price one and just the original. Okay, so I'll, I've got to watch the Jeff Goldblum yeah, one. Yeah,
1: I, I, I had to rewatch it because I thought it might be my top five. Okay, but after rewatching it, it just didn't quite make it.
0: See, you know what I thought was going to be in there when you were up to five? It follows.
1: That was on the lit the first yeah. draft of my list. Okay, was it follows?
0: Because you suggested that to me lately, and I had never seen it, and yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it, I don't know why that one didn't make it. I just. I pretty much looked at the list and started thinking about other ones and mm. then the more I thought about it follows I really liked it it's got a great soundtrack yeah the feel of the movie the scares in it it doesn't yeah. you know there's no not really like CGI in it mm. it just didn't do it okay I, I mean every, every time I thought about something else on the list I'm like well these are all I like them more than it follows. Yeah.
0: I feel like each of our respective top fives have been films that have left a mark on us because either they genuinely scared us or we've got some kind of like sentimental attachment to it. Yeah. So I mean, films that, yeah, like films that we think are just good horrors, like they might be in our top tens, but they might not be, you know, close to a heart.
1: Yeah. And then before we started uh, this, I've... Came across a movie that I forgot about, Cabin in the Woods, almost made my list. Okay, because that okay. was after Scream. That's my favorite, like satire, com- yeah. comedy, horror type. thing. One of those meta kind of, yeah, like very makes very fun meta. of itself. The reason it's not in there is because it's good. Mm. It's just not great. Yeah, you know, it didn't leave any sort of a mark on me. Yeah, it's,
0: it doesn't have anything super standoutish about it. See, you pointed this out before um, in my list. Is you know, out of my five films, I've got. I wouldn't consider myself a big sci-fi fan And yet three of my top fives have aliens in them yep. um, Which I found quite interesting But yeah, I mean, three three of my five being made or released in the 70s I expected that because <laughs> there's just something about the grittiness of that era Like even look at, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Things like that, Jaws mm-hmm. um, Well, the amount
1: of movies that came out of them you know, yeah. there, There's bound to be a couple that are. Yeah, favorites.
0: yeah. I just, I just can't go past those kind of films that were, yeah, definitely confronting and uh, the first of their kind back in the era. Mm. Um, you know, and and on that note as well, uh, Signs was the only film in on my list that didn't have a sequel. You know, like Halloween and Alien went on to become big franchises. Um, the Exorcist had some shitty sequels. A yep. Quiet Place had a sequel. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. And none trend. of them
1: were sequels.
0: No. That's interesting. Did anything in Milo surprise you?
1: I was expecting an Eminemite Shyamalan. I was hoping not. <laughs> uh, hold on, so, what? so we had The Yeah, That did not surprise me at all. I, I had a good feeling about that. Mm-hmm. I think A Quiet Place surprised me. Like, mm-hmm. I'd seen it, I thought it was good. I didn't think you thought it was that good. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Yeah, don't know how uh, long we've
1: been recording for, but that's uh, that's it. I you know? hope you've
0: enjoyed, and uh, you know each other, you know us as well as we know each other now.
1: <laughs> well, they can't see us naked. <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Uh, we'll probably start getting into our. Individual film reviews from yeah. now on.
1: Yeah, I think we have. We decided on the first movie we're going to do. Maybe
0: we won't. We won't let out of that. Yeah, but okay. we're, we're 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 yeah almost there.
1: We've got something in the, in the back pocket. All right, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back.